Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Artist Interviews. I'm your host. This is Harris Jack and Jack. And today we have a new artist with us. His name is Cool Quincy with Yo, a Q. What's up? My longtime, longtime friend that I've been recording with and making some music with um, over a period of a few years now. Yeah. And um, wanted to bring him in today and give him a little tour around the studio, new plays that I'm in, and also, you it's know. Raw as hell. He yes, got sir. like in the soundboards everywhere. Yeah. Making me jelly. <laughs> It's nothing too special. It's it's just it's like awesome. it's whatever. It's more for like looks. I feel like nah. I, I mean, know. if it's like if it works, it works, right? Does it work? It works pretty all right. It works pretty all right. Then it works. Look, then you got to give it its you know values. You know, its props. I feel you. It's more about this thing up here. I have a um, obviously this isn't on video, but like I have like a big ass uh, uh, what's it called soundboard on the ceiling. Oh, for so real? Like, it yeah. da- it dampens the sound really good. Oh yeah. I yeah, bet. A lot of times. I gotta try that. What are those pillows? Oh, no, no, those are soundboards. I made it. I made it. It's basically it's a it's a two by four frame, mm-hmm. and uh, you just fill it up with insulation. Oh, okay. Put some cloth over the insulation. Like this is um, cotton felt, and uh, you have to find like the studs in the ceiling if you want to put it in. Otherwise, that's gonna come down. Right. So you gotta find like the right the right area to screw it into the ceiling. But yeah. Oh shoot. Other than that, it's pretty simple. Right, that's Didn't cost much. It was like thirty bucks. Thirty bucks to make right. one of these. If you buy it, it's like a hundred bucks. So, For real? Yeah. If Damn. Not, if not more. If not more. And you installed it yourself too, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very easy to do. I bet then I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in my living room where I record. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, first, I mean, obviously, I just wanted to introduce you. You're from the Chicagoland area. Right. Uh, talk a little bit about yourself as an artist, and you know, kind of just describe your music to us. Well, um, as an artist, you know, I just try to make sounds that really, you know, not to sound like, you know, selfish or like self-absorbed, but like stuff that I like, you know, mm-hmm. reason why is because it's like, you know, I've heard a lot of songs, I've heard a lot of music and stuff like that. And, you know, I feel like to sing those songs so proudly and so well, like you got to like love that music and have that passion for it and, you know, convey your feelings through your own art. So I just felt the same way. And, like, you know, I just use that in my artist or in my art, you know, my art. And uh, do that the best way I can. Like, just, you know, really go my own way and, like, listen to my own songs multiple times. Try and, like, put uh, multiple drafts together and have different styles of even the same song. Just to, like, just to experiment with it. You know what I mean? That's how I just go as my you know my art you know? that's very interesting that's very interesting that you do like the multiple drafts thing right i feel like i don't know i do that a lot to myself I, I run through like maybe like sometimes it'll be like three four different masters of a song right like five six different mixes that i'm right. trying out and you're each each time you're testing and you're trying to get something newer or better or like right. whatever um which for the audience uh i don't know if i mentioned it earlier but you're you also engineer your own work right um talk a little bit about that well yeah, so, like, I remember when, you know, I made my first song, Street Life. I made that actually in the studio around uh, Hoffman. And I liked how it was mixed, but, like, I felt like it still kind of wasn't, like, sounding the way I wanted to. And I remember I bought, like, the laptop and the program from him. Mm-hmm. And um, I spent, like, a month just, like, like not sleeping. I just not I just didn't uh, sleep. I watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos. I, uh, like, trained myself on the program, and, like, you know, I really did the best I could and, like, made my first song, and, like, from there, like, I just been, 
you know, engineering since 2017. I, I hope I've been getting better. I think I've been getting better. I'm sure I've been getting better. But, like, yeah, from there, like, my sound, my sound has, like, really, really evolved, you know? Yeah. And, like, I'm really proud of that from my engineering aspect because I really put myself to the, you know, to the test and worked, you know? I hear you. And that's, um, how would you describe your sound? I mean, like, what's really, you know, I guess a genre to put yourself in. I mean, obviously, like, you're inspired by, like, some rap, hip-hop type of stuff, but right. I feel like you have a different type of vibe to your music. Like, it's not necessarily, it doesn't fit just like that cut and dry, right. you know, new school hip-hop. How would you describe it? I would describe it as, like, almost like, I would say it's emotional. The reason why is because, look, I'm a deep-ass person, and, like, you know, I like the poetry, you know, like, you know, all that stuff, the myths and all that stuff, you know, all that creative nonsense. Yeah. Well, not nonsense, but you know what I mean. And, like, I'm really deep with it, and, like, I feel like my sound is, like, it's just, that's how I would describe it, emotional, because, like, I really do put, like, my emotions in every, like, in every melody, in every, like, you know, word I try to, like, make, in every story I try to convey, you know? That's just, you know... Yeah, how I put it. I hear you. So it's more of like a true and honest, uh, yeah. pure form of expression, right? As expression, you know, like yeah. I, you know, it wasn't a clear. It's not a clear cut genre. Like I would say, like obviously, you know, hip hop, you know, pop. It's kind of poppy. You know, it's all over the place. Yeah, you yeah. know, I would just say it's emotional. You know, I get that my, vibe. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about your creative process. So I mean, obviously, like you mentioned, how. You make a track, but, like, okay, like, you know, walk us through it. You get the beat. You're listening to beats. Like, first of all, like, what kind of, like, beats are you looking for right. when you're listening to a song? Is it is it based off of, like, a style that you already got, or is it something that just sparks your creativity out of nowhere? Right. Well, um, sometimes I would listen to songs like uh, Kanye or Chance or something like that. Okay. And uh, I'd be like, yo, I want to make a type song just like this. Like, this is amazing. I love this. Like, I love, like, what it made me feel and stuff like that. Right. So, like, that's even how, like, Miami was made. I heard, um, what's it called? I wish I remember the f- song. No, I think it was, I think it was, um, what's it called? It was, it was a song by The Weeknd, Starboy. Starboy or, like, um, I Feel It Coming or something like that. And that's what, like, inspired yeah. Miami, you know what I mean? That, like, pop, like, mm-hmm. you know, rhythmic, like, you know, like, you're in a club type of feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like... Yeah, that's just, like, my creative process. I, like, really just, like, feel what I want to feel yeah. and, like, create what I want to make, like, in that in that mood. And, like, or sometimes I just hear a beat and I get inspired and, like, the lyrics literally come to me. And I just write them down, like, you know. I yeah. see it, like, I'm religious and I, I see it as inspiration for, from God for me. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, almost like it comes out of nowhere, right, when you're right. writing a song. Right. I feel that. It's like... um you know, you get that first initial spark of an idea, right. and then everything just flows so much easier from that one. You know, once you have one starting point, it's easy to pick where you want to go with it. Right. And if you want to backtrack and go a different way or mm-hmm. whatever, I, I feel like once you get good enough with songwriting, that's how it feels. Right. And, like, sometimes, like, I create, like, multiple, like, different verses for each song I make. Yeah. Because, like, you don't want to just... Sometimes I don't want to go on my first instinct. I want to see what like what could be different from this. You exactly. know what I mean? 100%. So, like, I just do different verses like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, So, who would you say are, like, your major influences? Look, Kanye. Okay. Chance, I was expecting that one. I was right. expecting those. That's, like, that's sure. my favorite. Look, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, best album ever freaking created. Like... 
for me, my my favorite. It's my what favorite. about it sets it apart from other musical art, um, musical works. You would say, I would say like, I would say the the instruments and like okay. the instruments and like the flow of like the whole album as itself. It really feels like like an art, like a story. You know what I mean? Right. It really feels like like it's something there that you can like really appreciate for like ages, like and understand like how it's like applicable to yourself. Right. And like to you know how you how you view things and stuff like that. I mean, like it's really a deep album and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I really love the instrumentation of it, like in Runaway, like that whole you know that whole, the the beat of the whole thing, the verses and everything. But I really what I really like is um the end of the song where he's just like humming with the the piano and like the rest sort of like the instruments as it fades out. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's just it's just beautiful instrumentation and like layered with voices and layered with like you know all that stuff you can really feel them is that now. is that what you're usually trying to go for too yeah i feel like i get that vibe off your music a lot yeah it's like that that heartbreak and 808s yay right you know like that um just like melodic super melodic type right. of feel i get that from your from your music definitely a lot yeah i just try to do that with like even my ad-libs too you know what i mean i try to add the harmonies and all that stuff sometimes i go overboard and all that stuff but shit, kid cutty vibes kid right vibes. the humming and all that stuff yeah, always in the that. beginning of the songs you know i yeah. love it i just love music the way it makes me feel you know i feel you on that yeah what about chance talk about your inspiration from chance the rapper and what um i guess element of creativity he brings to the your mind frame when you listen to his music well chance is like chance is like weird you know if you listen to like 10 day and acid rap yeah chance is weird like yeah like um what was that one song like uh you remember uh, oh no no oh no no i don't know if you heard that song maybe but know. look that song is like it's just weird it's like it's just like himself like and, like, I wanted to put myself in my music. I'm also a weird kid. You know, I love anime. I love all that stuff, you know. And I'm not saying, like, love it out of it is weird, but, like, you know what I mean. But, right. um, yeah, I would consider myself a weird kid. And, like, him being so confident to put himself in, like, his own style in his music and, like, his verses and, like, what he says and his, uh, what's it called, his, like, his flow, his rhyme schemes, all that stuff. Like, that, that helped me with, like, my my storytelling and my writing and stuff like that. Kanye helped me with, like, my uh, my melodies. Mm. Chance helped me with, like, my writing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Do you have any influences outside of hip-hop like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a lot of, like, Nigerian praise music. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Talk a little bit about your Nigerian heritage. Well, uh <laughs> I was born in Nigeria, um, September 29, 1997. Don't look me up. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was born there. I stayed there for, like, a year and a half. And then I came out here, like, when I was, like, two. Mm. And, um, yeah, my parents were, uh, won a lottery. And, like, really? like a visa lottery. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, like, we, we all came out there, for real. That's it was, like, awesome. a luck thing, for real. So yeah, we all came out there and like um well with the inspiration part, um, my mom forced me into the choir. Mm -hmm. And like that's where I really got my like my inspiration to music. I didn't like, you know, rap music before that. Right. I didn't like rap music before like like fifteen years old, you know what I mean? Really. But like when she got me into Nigerian praise, like and I was like, you know, leading the choir and all that stuff, I started making songs for the choir. And like 
we sang songs like you know at assemblies with like other you know churches with like 250 people i performed in front of these things in front of these people they loved my original songs they were like yo like yo who made that song we want to sing that at our church and i was like yeah i made that song and they're like, wait for you. Like, and I was like, yeah, bro, I'm crazy with the pen. No, <laughs> no but like, yeah, I mean, I started writing songs for my church. And like, I sing in Yoruba too in my, in my own language mm-hmm. and like, you know, in their styles. So it's like, I like how they sing their ad libs. And that's how I sing my ad libs almost like with like kind of like a different kind of, you know, melody to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Different placements, all that stuff. Yeah. That's how I got my like. My little inspiration from my church, my choir, yeah. And from my Nigerian heritage because it's a Nigerian church, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. For the people that don't know, I mean, like, I honestly don't. What's the difference between, like, you know, something like a typical church and a Nigerian church? It sounds like it's a lot more livelier in a Nigerian. Look, it's lit as hell. Yeah. It's lit as as hell. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, um, yeah, so we do, like, praise and worship in the beginning. And, you know, we, like... We have, like, the speakers on maximum 10, yeah. you know, 11, you know. <laughs> we got the mics on, you know, 12, you know. We all singing, you know, we, like, shaking the ground and stuff, praising the Lord and stuff like that. Wow. You know, singing Yoruba, singing, you know, English, all that stuff. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Like, I go I go there. That's how I connect to God, from the music. You know what yeah. I mean? I love it completely. So, yeah, it's a little so. And I was going to actually ask you about that. Um, talk a little bit about how your, you know, very strong belief in religion relates to you as a musician is do you ever find it hard to coincide one with the other and and make it work together or is it very easy there's a come naturally to you yes it's it's easy i mean i'm not ashamed of it and um of course i'm not gonna say like yeah like nah you know you know f that like you know like uzi you know like all that stuff i'm not i'm not saying like what they're doing is bad but you know what they do like they it's like the it's like the fake like you know devil words of being shit. like nah mm-hmm. i don't need to do all that i'm, I'm gonna say it like chance like i'm gonna say my shit like how like he made coloring book i can make an album like that if i wanted to you know what i mean yeah i wouldn't be scared of like what people would say i mean that's just my era of music you know what i mean that's just my flavor of music at the time so yeah yeah i can yeah they they, they go on my music if i need to talk about it you know but you don't ever feel like a temptation to go to like the 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 I don't know what you want to call it. Let's just call it doo doo rap side. You you don't ever feel a temptation to to go towards that. The doo doo rap, like Uzi Vert type of stuff. You know what I mean? Nah, I don't know. Nah. I, maybe not necessarily devil worshiper, right. but like you know, I call him I call him like McDonald's tracks. You know, like stuff that's easy to put together. Oh yeah, it's homogenous. It's the same shit every time. Like right. you never I, feel like an urge to be like, man, maybe I should just like throw something simple like that together. Right and. My I've had that urge, like, I mean, it's 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 easy. Yeah. Like, it's literally a hook, a verse, you know, maybe a bridge, and mm-hmm. then a hook, and then a verse. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. nothing simple, and it's almost always the same flow. And it's, like, the same, you know, like, you know, hi-hat pattern, you know, all that stuff. And it's, like, no, nah, I don't need to do all that stuff. If I need to make a melody, like, I'm going to make that melody. I'm going to sing my heart out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, and I think, I think you can, you can still sing. And like rap, and still make that like that hard. You know, you can make yeah. you can make it hard as hell. You know, I agree. Like if you listen to the Black Language, I feel like that album is like hard as hell. You know, mm-hmm. if you listen to Cherry Blossom, it's a different style and it's hard. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm gonna sing on any track I want to do. You know what I mean? But not like bogusly like you know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you on that. But if it's easy to do that and like I get some some streams, 
Nah, I feel good. Yeah. Ah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say he might pull. Nah, that's selling out. That's selling out. He might pull that trigger, but nah, I feel you. <laughs> Would I mean, you? Nah, I mean, like, if a label offered me a million dollars and it's a one-time thing, and it's like, yeah, just make this one fucking track. Right. Yeah, why not? I could right. Why that, not? I could take that million and flip it into something more for like the rest of my career. Right. And still do like you know what's true to your heart. You know what I mean? But if it's After like that. if it's like they own everything that I do from that point, it depends on the contract. You know what I mean? Like, it, I wouldn't do it for like anything less than like money. You know what I mean? Like, right. If it's like some dude just like being like, "Yo, dude, you should do this," then no, I don't know. Yeah, you. you know that's not worth it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? If you throw if you throw up some bread and like you're talking about a record right. label, okay, maybe I'll like do something. Like right. then at that point, you're buying services from me as a musician. But right. That's just my take on it. Obviously, I, I wouldn't necessarily consider that selling out because Chris Brown's done something like that. You right. know, I think um, I think his label <laughs> his label owned the whole first album that he did. Or the first three albums, I don't even think he wrote any of the stuff. I, I'm pretty sure he really. Paid. I'm pretty sure I heard. I'm from some online source. I may or may not be right, but I heard that he paid a ghostwriter for the first three albums that he had under his uh, under his record deal. And then Damn. after that, he started doing like his own thing, and like everything he does now is like his own writing. He owns most of the the copyright or the royalties. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's cool. It's a it's a it's a it's a business model. It all depends. I right. Feel like. Um, as long as it, you know, puts, you know, you know, money in your pocket. But just for a second, though, you don't have to sell, you sell yourself of out course, for, like, forever. You know, like yeah. a whole, like, album or, like, seven-piece, you know. Yeah, or whatever. Right. Whatever it may be. I feel right. like as long as it has, like, a start and an end to it, you know, and then you eventually come back to doing what's truthfully right. you, you know, it's whatever. Like, Lupe Fiasco is another good example of that. Right. He was with Atlantic. Atlantic fucked him over. He went in the fuck it. And now he's doing, sh- I mean, he stopped doing music now, but he was doing shit that he liked for a while. Right. So, just an example. But um, kind of going back to you as an artist, I wanted to ask you, how would you describe your fan base? Uh, shoot. I would say... Who do you make music for, I guess, is what I should ask. I would say I make music for people who feel a lot. Because, like, you know... I feel a lot, and, like, I do have a lot of emotions, like, and, like, I have a lot of feelings. I think a lot. I think about everything. I think about how, you know, like, as a, if we're sticking to music, how, like, it's supposed to make you feel in the moments. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you have your favorite songs that make you feel something in that moment, like, yeah. you know, like Marvin's Room or something like yeah. you know, something like that. You know what of I course. mean? Yeah. You have those moments, and, like, like, for me, Gotham. Gotham always puts me in a moment where, like, I feel like I was broken, but I can I can really come back. Like I can really, really, really come back. And like I make people for, or I make this, I make songs for people who feel like they can relate to the moments in my music. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. Yeah. I hear you. Now, you mentioned that a lot of the music that you make is is based off like personal, mm-hmm. you know, just personal reflection. Does a lot of it come from like you know? pain that you felt or happiness like what's the main emotion that really because you mentioned feeling and feeling you know kind of has like that sort of like sad negative connotation right. to it is that what you're referring to or is it kind of a mix of emotions it's a it's a it's a whole mix of emotions it's a whole rainbow of emotions like you know like when i made miami i remember like you know i was thinking about like the kind of like the kind of love you have when you really like love you know, and, like, how it feels, like, you know, remember that, like, remember that, like, I made it for, like, not I, I didn't make it for, but, like, 
the lyrics were based off like a past relationship mm-hmm. and it was like saying like remember where like you know when we fell in love like those moments we fell in love and like you know it's not all just like sad or like mental or like anything like that it can be happy it's just like the moments i really think of in the moment like whatever that beat makes me feel and like if it springs up a memory if it springs up an emotion if it springs up like anything a lesson i thought about then i sing about it you know i feel that um tell me if i'm wrong but i feel like the way that i interpret what you're saying is kind of like gonna sound kind of corny but almost like the song is like a canvas and you're painting the picture with the paint, with the painting, uh, with the paint being emotions, right? Right. Emotions. And that's how you're going through it. Right. Is that a good way of describing it? Oh yeah, of course. I've always felt like when I made a song and I listened to it over and over again, I feel like I'm speaking like, Mm. not like I'm speaking like in reality, like I'm speaking, like I can, I'm being heard. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm loud, like, I'm here, like, I'm I'm emotive, you know? You're not just speaking directly. It's more of, like, um, an implied message that doesn't necessarily need to be heard from the words that you're Right, hearing. you I know? It's all in It's all in the center of the song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. So would you say that that way of making music is better or um, just something that's different from, like, let's say, more of a direct, like, storytelling? Because, like, I don't know... You listen to artists like maybe Immortal Technique, and he's right. telling like a whole story throughout the song. You know, like literally, like it's like a book in rhymes, but right. like it's a, it's a story. Right. You know, what would you say is like the difference between that? I mean, obviously there there's major differences between it, but right. would you say it's better in one way or another, or you know? Oh, like the emotive like storytelling or yeah. writing. Yeah. No, I don't think it's better, or I don't think it's any worse either. I think like. I have songs where I've told stories too, like mm. waves, you know. Yeah. I told the whole story about like, just really about like myself and like you know what I've been through, what you know my mom. Like I talked about like my mom sending sending me back to Nigeria yeah. for two years, um, and the lessons I've learned from there. Wow. And um, yeah, I can, you know, I feel like I can pride myself and I can do both, and like it's just that more. The ones that I feel the most are the ones that like in those moments, you know, because yeah. it's like it's it, it really is different. Like when you're writing a story versus when you're writing your pain mm. or your your happiness or like your your joy or your envy or, you know, yeah. your, your any emotion, you know, that's a good Honestly. way of putting it. Definitely. Yeah. I hear you on that. Um, what was it like going back to Nigeria for two years? Um, look. It was it was tough because I was a bad kid, you know. Before I got like why you know, did when she, I got why there. did she send you back for two years? Look, <laughs> it's a it's a deep story, but basically like I was a bad kid. Mm. Um, the teachers like, okay, I was a bad kid. Something happened, so I had to go to like Nigeria mm. so that I can like you know just become a better like kid, you know. And like not have to do like go through the process of like what DCFS would do or something like that. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. So like I stayed there for like two years and I really learned like what I really learned there was like respect. I really learned like respect and like, you know, for my elders and like, you know, for my loved ones too. Like and also learned how to like treat people fairly. Like because they they didn't treat me fairly at all. 
You know, they didn't treat me fairly over there, me and my brother, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I completely hated it. I completely hated it. And, like, I watch a lot of anime, too, and I get a lot of, like, you know, like, you know, world views. Not saying, like, I'm following villains. And right, like, right. <laughs> but, like, you know, anime does teach a lot sometimes. You a lot of lessons. Right. And it's relatable to a lot of things. Right. And, yeah. like, you know, just, like, you know, I never wanted, like, I, re- I remember I was, like, when I left, I remember saying to myself, like, if life isn't fair for me, I'm going to make life fair for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like... Yeah, that's what it really taught me. It it just really taught me like that's me like now. Like that's my goal. Like that's, you know, my my mindset, my everything. And like in a positive way instead of like the negative like, you know, throwing stuff in schools and, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. I was I was kind of a, a wild kid too when I was young. I was right. spitting at people on the school bus. Look. Acting like, <laughs> acting like Spider-Man. My mom used to make fun of me too for that. She still makes fun of me for that. That's yeah. funny as hell. For real. I got suspended for that in kindergarten or like preschool. Ridiculous. Look. Something ridiculous like that. But yeah, man, I hear you on that. Look, I used to be throwing chairs and stuff like that, bro. Yeah, I man, look, yeah. I got so I got so crazy, I stood on top of a table and took a shirt my shirt off. Like why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like I was like, you know, WWE Monday Night Raw or something like that. Like I used to watch wrestling a lot with my family, you know? It was it was crazy. Would you say um <laughs> It was crazy. Would you say that music helps keep you calm? Like keep making music uh, helps keep you calm. Yeah, making music ma- making music fulfills me. Like yeah. like I remember when um like I lost my mom and like the fir- the first song I made um after her passing, I made like a song that was like English and Yoruba like with my language. Mm. And I remember I was like I really love this song. Like the song is really great like you know, I'm using the, the Yoruba she taught me, you know. And, like, I feel like it would have been a great song for her if she listened to it. You know what I mean? All She'd right. be proud of me, you know, that I'm speaking, like, the language. And, like, also, like, it's a good song, you know. Right. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, I think that's a good point to almost cap it off. Uh, last few things that I just wanted to ask you is, are you working on anything new at all? And if you are, where can we find it? I well um, when it drops. <laughs> well, um, I'm working with a local producer named New Jack, and uh, we're gonna make a tape. And um, I'm working with a local artist named uh, Varco. We're gonna drop a tape too in the summer. Nice. And uh, obviously, me and you, we're gonna make a track. Of course. We're gonna make some tracks, and uh, you know, we're gonna hit the summer. We're gonna make some tracks too. You know what I mean? Okay, reference. Of course, yeah. We Look. got my buddy Bal- Zach yeah. Balance in here in the studio too. Look, make we sure got you gotta him. show some love and check out his Spotify too. Right, for real, for real. I'm gonna make some tracks. I'm gonna make some tracks with my queen too, my queen, and like my fiance. You know what I mean? Look, that's Mrs. Quincy. <laughs> yeah, we got Mrs. Quincy in the in the studio with us too. <laughs> We got my so. girlfriend sitting next to me here. We got a whole party in Right. Here. It's all love here, you know. We all socially distanced, though. Right, you know. <laughs> Six feet apart, you know. No worries. Some some people is 10, you know. Yeah. <laughs> got to be safe where you can, man. Right. Um, where can we follow you? Uh, Instagram, at CoolQuincy. Twitter, at CoolQuincy15. Uh, Facebook at you're not gonna get my name. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and YouTube for my music. Uh, at Cool Quincy, yeah, nice. 
right, man. And Spotify, cool Quincy. Yeah. And SoundCloud, cool Quincy. Make sure all the streaming yeah. platforms. Yeah. I you use DistroKid, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so yeah, you're on every streaming platform. Yeah, there every streaming platform. Deezer, Spotify, Apple Music, Make Pandora sure you check that out. even. Look, I might be on TikTok. Yeah, just you probably my, are. Yeah, just search my sound, you know what I mean? And there we go. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for stopping by the studio today and having a chat with me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. This is fun as hell. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's always fun. And thank it's always you. a great time. Um, hopefully, we get to do this again sometime in the future. Oh, of course. Of course. Let us know if y'all want it. Of course. All right. Take care. All right.